You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. He's a wonderful God. He's a good, good God that we have. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome to God's house. Praise the Lord. You know, this is the Father's church. So all of us here are his children. Praise the Lord. So when we say children of God, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not talking to those that are little. We are talking to all God's children. Praise the Lord. So children of God, shout hallelujah. Amen. And those that are watching online, give a shout of hallelujah right there wherever you are. Praise the Lord. This is Thanksgiving service. This is the last Sunday in the month of February. This is the year 2021. If we're here, it means that we made 2020, Abby. And if we're here, it means that we're crossing over to March, Abby. The Lord is good. The Lord is wonderful, wonderful. How many of us here are Nigerians? If you're a Nigerian here, let me see your hand. Okay. I have some foreigners here. Some people are not raising. If you're from uh, Benin Republic, know that Benin Republic wants to join us as the 37th state. So if you didn't raise your hand before, you can raise. Okay. Now, last week, we were consumed... Uh, the Spirit of the Lord had us, you know, spend a lot of time on the things and the events and the issues happening in Nigeria. And today, for those of us who were in church on Sunday, you would see as if we were joking. We didn't even know how bad it was. I think the one that happened this week is the worst ever. Okay, so it's as if the thing is just going up and up and up. But the thing I want us to do this morning, which I believe the Lord will have us do, is to look at him. Praise the Lord. Is to do what? To look at him and to look into his word. You know, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, the first book of the Bible, verse 1 said, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And it says, and the earth, verse 2 says, was without form and void. Okay. And then it says, the Spirit of God was what? Hovering over the face of the waters. Okay. Verse 3 says, God spoke and said, what? Let there be light. And there was light. Now by verse 31 of that Genesis 1, 31, we see what happens there. 31 gives a different testimony of what it was in the beginning. 31 says what? And God saw everything that he had made. And what? Indeed, it was very good. Praise the Lord. Now, based on this 31, when the Bible says to you, rejoice. Why should I not rejoice when everything is very good? It should be taken for granted, isn't it? Just like we've come now. And I mean, God has been faithful. God has been wonderful to indeed all of us. But today, just for your information, we have a couple dedicating three children, three plates, one blue, three. 
Okay? And, you know, we have people who have bought G-wagons. We have people who have built houses. We've had wonderful things that God has done. And for them and for most of us, God has healed, God has delivered, and God has kept us alive. We have what? Reason. So when we're told rejoice, it should be only, it should be, uh, uh, Romans said, reasonable that you're rejoicing. Praise the Lord. Now, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 4, the apostle Peter begins to speak to us again. And he says, rejoice in the Lord. And he said what? He added a little word there that we need to consider. He said, rejoice in the Lord how? Always. Always. He didn't say rejoice in the good times. He didn't say rejoice when you have your prayer answered. He said rejoice in the Lord always. As though he knew we are going to have a problem Understanding or agreeing with him He said again Is the Bible on the screen? Read it with me, it says what? Rejoice in the Lord Always Full stop Then what did he say? Again He said what? What he was trying to say is you heard me well the first time Now the the apostle Paul who wrote this to us Wrote this particular letter from the prison He wrote it from the prison So he was trying to say to us The injunction, the command, the admonition for you to rejoice Is unconditional I'm going somewhere I'm trying to say to you and I as Nigerians That we have basis to rejoice Praise the Lord Yes, we have basis to rejoice You know we have no matter Even our sister Leah Sharibu That is still in captivity She has basis to rejoice And you must be asking me at this point What do you mean preacher man? Luke chapter 10 verse 17 to 20 The Bible says there Then the 70 returned with joy Saying Lord Even the demons are what? Subject to us in your name And our Lord Jesus answered and said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 20, let's read it together. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather what? Rejoice because your names are written in heaven Our Lord Jesus here is bringing a dimension To what our our discussion and meditation is this morning That I want us to embrace Our Lord Jesus said Yes, your mission was successful The disciples came back and said Master, you sent us and it worked In your name we cast out devils in your name, we, you know, decreed a thing and it was established. In your name, we commanded and it happened. In your name, we, we, we were successful. That was the conclusion of what they said. They said it was a good one. It was a good one. And our Lord Jesus didn't say, don't rejoice. But he said, I'm happy you're rejoicing. But I want to turn your attention to what you should really rejoice about. And he said to them, rejoice what? That your names are what? Written in heaven 
Now, I want to, you know, try and put something together here. I don't know if it will work as a theme. Rejoice in the balancing act of eternity in heaven. Praise the Lord. I was trying to remember, I don't know if there's a mathematician that will help me. But I remember that there were some equations that we solved in mathematics. When, if they gave it to you, the first thing you try to do is that you first go and find a figure that you used to multiply both sides to make them workable. Am I right, sir? Is, is this solving unbalanced equation? What's it called? Sorry? It's quadratic. Thank you, sir. You see, when they give you this problem to solve, the first thing you do is you leave the problem, the, what you have, and go and find a figure with which you will start to balance it. Now, the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us, that as Christians, if I'm not just as Christians, in this world, if you don't marry an eternity spent in heaven with what you have in this world, Paul cannot say to me, rejoice always, if there is no heaven in perspective. Remember, it was the Apostle Paul that says to us, he said to us, if only in this earth, we have hope in Christ. What did he say? He said, we of all men were the most pitiable. Some would say miserable. Can you see what is happening? He's saying, if you take the equation and want to solve earth alone, what you have is misery. You can't rejoice. But when you take the equation and bring the balancing act of heaven, then you can see that you're able to rejoice. Is someone following me this morning? And brethren, that is the true position of the almighty God. Because like we mentioned last Sunday, sometimes you're praying and then you think that you wake up and be encouraged by the answers to your prayer. But you wake up, or not, you don't even wake up, you're woken up with news that is as though it's getting worse. And if you looked only on this earth, if you looked only or the things happening in the country, or the things maybe happening in your life or wherever, you might become discouraged or actually be miserable. But Jesus said to us, you know, when he spoke to the disciples, he said, rejoice in this. And I took time to check the few places our Lord Jesus used the word rejoice. In fact, in one of them, he went over and above. Jesus is not the one. Our Lord is not the one that speaks or use these words anyhow. In Matthew 5, 11 and 12, our Lord Jesus said to them, okay, in 11, they said they were reviled and persecuted or whatever. He said, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of what evil things against you falsely for my sake. Okay? Now look at the next verse. What did he say? He said, rejoice and what? Be exceedingly glad. Why? He says, for great is what? Your reward in heaven. It says, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, you know, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. You take out eternity in heaven. It doesn't make sense. The equation doesn't balance. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? But when he now says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Why? It says for what? When you add what happens in eternity... When you add what happens in heaven, you will see why you should rejoice. 
Now that is a principle That is a truth That you and I must embrace And then we begin to make sense Of the events that we witness On this part of eternity You see it's a struggle For me and anybody who really thinks What I'm trying to you know, get across to us is this Look at the way the choir was dancing Why should we be dancing in a country like Nigeria? Is it because our daughters are not there? Do you get what I'm saying? Why should we be dressed up and looking nice? Like some people say, say good morning to them. And they say, what is good about the morning? But we are seeing from scripture. Our Lord Jesus speaking to the disciples, I believe it's John 14. John 14, the first few verses. He said to them, you, you believe in God. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and all so on. He said, believe also in me. Okay? The things that you're seeing, he says, well, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then he went forward and said to them, he said, in my father's house, what is happening there? He says, are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, what am I doing? I go to prepare a place for you. In, in Igbo, there's a saying, okay, I, I think it, it, I'll be able to translate it, I hope. He says that the hunger that has expectation doesn't kill are you getting what I'm saying? It says the hunger that has expectation does not kill. No matter how long it takes. Because you, you know that there is an end. That's what our Lord Jesus was saying. He said, do not let your physically, saying this word, you have what? Tribulations. But what? Be of good cheer, for I have what? Overcome. It is I have changed the world. Though. It says I have overcome. Remember the power that is at work in us Is the power of what? Resurrection You know, I'm afraid when I see sometimes There's nothing wrong to uh, you know, boasting in the Lord But I'm afraid when I see the way some you know, brothers and sisters boast about God And they boast as if they have gone to the end and come back And they're just in control of No, the thing we are called to do is trust in the Lord Isn't it? And when we trust him, there are many events that you have experienced, that I will experience, that will not be explainable in time. You see, it's one thing, it's one thing for me to stand here and just speak and speak and boast and boast and boast and tell you, it's, it's a testimony, maybe you will encourage someone. Do you know that I've been healthiest since coronavirus came out? I've not had, I used to have cough, catar, running nose, uh, what, that's why I'm quarreling with these people Don't give me Qatar uh, with the mic Okay, you know are you, Malaria, I mean February, this is end of February Pastor Lord, you preached in February, right? Last year That time you preached, I was sick I had malaria that, That's the last time Praise God Now, am I saying that to say that If you have been sick You have less faith No I'm saying that to say that we don't know how this thing plays out. But what we know is that when we bring in the balancing act of eternity, praise the Lord, when we bring in the full picture, then everything makes sense. You see, some people speak to you, you, you listen to some people, you know, preach the gospel to you, and you go home and you're wondering, God, why? Because they make you imagine that, you know, it's because of something I did that I got married at 22 
and had 22 children at 25. And, you know, my husband bought me, uh, uh, what was what was the one that buy? Bought me uh, uh, Vogue. Is it Vogue? What's the range? Vogue Range Rover, you know, for Valentine. And bought me the Mercedes for uh, 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 birthday. And then Christmas, he now bought me a eternity ring. You know, you hear people, and the way they'll sound, they'll sound as if they have the password that enters and brings it out. But the truth is this, if you don't factor eternity into any testimony, whether it is something that is apparently good or not apparently good, you will always make the wrong judgment. The Lord said to me, he said, Tell, you, know, you know, there's a, a word I use there, it's almost like a song, that the best place in the world today, the best place to live is Canada or Singapore, one of them now. Voted, not, you know. And, and the worst place is where? Have we beaten Somalia? I think we've beaten Somalia to that. Anyway, he says the best place is not as good as heaven. And the worst place is what? Is not as bad as hell. Now he said, he said, do you know? He said, tell them that in heaven, people who never got married at 70 years died and went to heaven. Praise God. Now, he said, tell them that in hell, people who got married and had the 27 children and had all of that go to hell. So what does it matter what I had here if I end up in hell? What does it matter what I didn't have here if I end up in heaven? Is somebody getting the balancing act? He said, tell them that in heaven, there is, the royalties make it to heaven. Heads of state, diplomats, the best of men, they make it to heaven. I mean, so I'm not trying to say don't aspire to greatness. But he said also in heaven, the scum of the earth, they also make it. He said the cultured, the beautiful women that look as if they don't even drink water. They make it to heaven. But he, saw, he said also they're in hell. He said the educated are in heaven. The educated are in hell. The uneducated also what? Are in heaven. They also were in hell. So he said all those things that are a big deal on earth. Demarcating. Delineating. Classifying. What you would say, I finally made it. Made people are in hell. People who never made anything are in heaven. Now, now, another saying, I think I've gone to, I've gone to Biafra land recently, I don't know where. Another saying in Igbo says this. It says, it is after the race that they count the miles. You, you, you don't say who won when the race is not over. No, you don't. You don't say blessed when you don't know where he's finishing up. You don't even say that because you don't even know how he's progressing. And many come into Christianity and they have challenges. They are not able to allow the will of God for their lives to unfold because they are struggling to follow a pattern that is not the path that God has set for them. The path that God has set for you, Jesus said it to them in that John 14 verse 2. It says, I go to prepare a place. It means there is a place reserved. It is tailor-made. It is bespoke. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is a bespoke place for you. It does not mean, listen, I moved, we, we, my wife and I moved from Lagos to, to Abuja and we moved straight to Maitama. Do you understand? 
the first place we were supposed to go to was Asokoro. From Lagos, we said we, we will not live in, in Antony village in Lagos and then come to Abuja and start living in. Even we, we rejected um, Kado. We said, no, we have to leave. That's why we moved. We're living there almost how many years? Okay. Now I'm living in some place they call Katampe. Somebody said in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Now, I didn't plan to live in Katambe. When I, when I was coming to Abuja, I said I, my plan was the VI of Abuja. Now, there were events that came that if not that God was superintending and determining that this is the path I want you to go. I still would have been living in my time, probably in my own house. But you see, God is not so much concerned as the path you run through or as the end he has in mind for you that's why the bible said the end of a word matter is what better than the beginning thereof so he said tell them we will rejoice in nigeria we will rejoice in Zamfara. We will rejoice in, in Niger State. We will rejoice under the Buhari government. We will rejoice in this system. We will rejoice. Why? Because the God who made us is not unaware of our situation. He's not unaware. Brethren, God loves Nigeria. God does not love us less than Canada. He said, tell them, tell them. The best thing, you see, let me, let me put it the way, the, the way he wrote it. He says, you and I must feel pity for anyone living in Nigeria of today who doesn't have dual citizenship. And you know that word will work, I mean, it will be a very understandable word in the news. We know a young lady that opened a, a, a YouTube page recently, and what she's talking about is how to jet out of Nigeria. In a few weeks, she has had over 1,000 subscribers because nothing is selling like how to escape Nigeria. Do you understand what? It's difficult to get 200 subscribers. So 1,000 is not a joke. So it says, you and I must pity any Nigerian who does not have dual citizenship. Okay? So most of us, you know, either are thinking already doing that or have concluded that what do we want to do? Most want to be able to go to the U.S. or Canada or anywhere, you know, when they, they think this whole thing finally collapses. But he said, tell them that the dual citizenship we are talking about is the, the one the Bible tells us of. You, you can find that in Philippians 3.20, please. Can you put it? It said, for our citizenship, Philippians 3.20, please. He says, let's read it together. For what? It says, our citizenship is where? Is in heaven. Is in heaven. That is a citizenship that anybody living in Nigeria who doesn't have it, you must feel compassion for him. You, you can't. You can't. You can't be a Nigerian today and be unmindful and be careless of the fact of a dual citizenship. And it's not a citizenship that you hold with a passport. Praise the Lord. It's a citizenship of the heart. And he said, he said, make them understand that this is what has helped the men that ran this race and finished it well. 
you know, our Lord Jesus is always our pattern. Imagine a scenario, okay? You're innocent, okay? And then people are beating you. People are taking your clothes off. They're slapping you. They're pulling off your bed. And then you want to pray. And you say, Father, bless them. Is that normal? Can that happen? You didn't even pray, Father, deliver me. Praise the Lord. You didn't even pray, Father, paralyze their hands. You say, Father, what? forgive them. Why is that so? Because he is aware that these people are pushing him on a path that instruments, vehicles, lead him in, in the path that leads to glory. The Bible says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and does what? And dies. He said, it abides alone. But if it dies, now look at it this way. If the grain of wheat dies, what does it happen? It says, it brings forth what? Much fruit. If somebody is helping the grain of wheat to die, if that grain of wheat does not know that he will get up with more fruit, what will he do? He will curse. But I think it was on Wednesday that we said, there are two things you notice. If you meet anybody who is really a citizen of heaven, you know one thing he will want for anybody is that he will want every other person to be a citizen of heaven. That's why we bless and we don't curse. That's why the Bible can say to you and I, if they slap or stun the other chick, that's why the Bible will say to us, do good to even those who hate you. You know why? If they hate you, he doesn't go ahead of you and block the door of heaven. If they cheat you, he doesn't steal a bit of your inheritance in God. No matter what they do, your destiny is secure. That's why Jesus enjoins us. No matter what they do to you as a Christian, what should you do? He said, love them. Love them. That's the only thing we are to do. And if you're not doing that, you must make your calling and election very sure. It's a proof of citizenship. You know, when we're young, when we're younger, I'm still young. Don't mind this thing you're seeing. I'm still very young. When we're younger, the proof of traveling abroad is that your accent will change. But now we're seeing that the thing is 419 because Okonjo Iwala doesn't have accent. Chimamanda doesn't have accent. All this, they don't have a, We are seeing that this thing is just what they learn from Hollywood movies. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not school. Even the really educated people there don't speak like that. You see Bushman, he'll go to America, come back, you can't hear him. But you'll hear the president where he speaks. Proof of citizenship of heaven. It's not the things a lot of us imagine. It's that you, you yourself, because you have gone already. You know, it's not when we die. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven what, is within. It's not when we die that we know. I'm going to get to that and, and, and explain it to us. It's not when we die that we know. While you're here seated now, you know whether heaven is within. You know which citizenship you have. But if you're not sure, one of the things you can begin to check, what is my desire? If you can still, like, I think it was Momchida told, if you can still find waka in your heart to shake somebody, waka, shake it. That, what, let me not say the one that they shouldn't. I don't know the meaning of some of those. But then, then ask yourself, do I, do I live in heaven? There are some things that can't come out from, that you can't want to do bad. 
Praise the Lord. No, it's, it's not possible. You, you have lost. A, a, a citizen of heaven has lost the capacity to do bad. No matter what they do to you, sir. You don't know what they, No, no matter what they do to you. If you're in heaven, it balances every equation. I'm going to give you a, a real practical example because when we use our Lord Jesus, some of us will say, isn't he God? Why should we talk about it? In Acts chapter 7, from verse 54. Okay, let, let's read 59 and 60 first. Acts chapter 7, 59 and 60. Thank you. It says, and they stoned Stephen. Stephen is, is one of the uh, um, deacons that we appointed. And Stephen was working miracles, healing the sick, being used by God mightily. And then, for doing good, they ganged up against him, challenged him, arranged, you know, people to accuse him of, uh, of blasphemy and all of that. The conclusion is, they asked him what it was, he'd finished telling his story. While he was telling his story, they rushed at him and they started stoning him and, you know, doing all of that to him. Now, as they stoned him, let's read together. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying what? Receive my spirit. Let's even stop here. Have you heard or been in environments, Christian environments? I'm, I'm being specific. What I'm saying to us here is I'm talking to Christian. Where the way they fear death is as though death takes everybody to hell. Stephen did not say, Lord, convert these stones to vital form. He didn't say that. Stephen didn't say, I have not seen my great-grandchildren. He didn't say that. You know, we bring a worldview to the world that makes us no different from the world. You see, the promise we have, the kingdom we belong to, is a kingdom is, is like somebody who is driving a car that has comprehensive insurance. Okay, okay, or, or better still, I, I don't know, you may have seen the, the, I don't know if it's a true story, but where arm robbers broke into an American bank. And the arm robbers told the people in the bank that don't worry yourself, don't lose your life because if you try to resist, we will kill you. And then every money here is already insured. So just gently lie down, cover your face. We'll steal the money. Insurance will pay back. Nobody's at risk. Are you getting the picture? Now, the, the Christian has complete insurance. The apostle Paul says, if we're in this life, it is to serve Christ. If we go, it is what? It is gain. So why should I be fighting death as though death is going to lock me in Kirikiri? Are there Christians listening to me here? So, first thing Stephen did was what? He said, Lord Jesus, what? Receive my spirit. It means I'm coming home. I'm coming. Then go on and see. 60. Then he knelt down and cried out with an, an increased desire. He cried out with a loud voice and said, What? Well, read it for me, everybody. Lord, what? Do not charge them with this sin. What are you talking about? You're stoning me for doing you good. And then the prayer I have to pray. What about let my enemies fall down and what? Suffocate. Back to sender. Fire, fire. All those that hate me. Are you getting what I'm saying? You, you, this is scripture. 
It says, Lord, do not what? Charge. Why? If you now go back to, I believe it's verse 50. Go back to 50, please. Let me tell you why this could happen. And why it may not be happening already. And why it should begin to happen in our lives. 54, sorry. If you go back to verse 54, this is what it says. Verse 54 says, When they heard these things, they were caught to the heart. And they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus, what? Standing at the right hand. Let's read it together again. It says, but he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Now, there there are so many things we can take from there. One of the things we can take from there is that you mean Jesus was watching them stone him. And he didn't jump in the middle and say, stop it. I've told us here, nobody, no parent cries that he's taking his children from boarding house home. No parent does that. No parent. The Bible says precious in the eyes of the Lord at the death of his saints. What am I trying to say? Our concern as Christians now is salvation of souls. Let people be saved. Let come what may. Let's be going to heaven. That's our home. Jesus saw it. I, I, we, what, what we looked at last Sunday was that God, God saw a lie and his family and their corruption. And he didn't jump in. He was waiting for someone to rise. Now today we're saying as we are waiting, God is also not in heaven sweating. What do we do? No, you know why? He has also made a provision that even in this, you know, environment, no matter what happens, if there is heaven in your heart, you suffer no loss. A, a few times, you know, when, when I've said some of these things, pe- you know, I, I don't know if people said it, but what I've, I've heard just, you know, in people's hearts, uh, uh, but it's for my family. Let me tell you, if you are old enough here, do you know that some of the greatest people who had lived in lives were not raised by parents, complete parents? Some of the most remarkable people you know didn't have their father and mother nurse them until they were 70. Now, and I'm not saying any, we should die and not raise our children. No. What I'm saying is this. The God we serve has it figured out. You can never lose putting faith in God. You can never lose trusting in God. And that is the condition where we rejoice. The, the Apostle Paul says in that uh, Philippians 4. He says rejoice in the Lord. One of the things you know about, about rejoicing is this. You don't want to rejoice in something and then they turn and take it away from you. That's why people say, please, please, don't, 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 get, don't start it at all. If you know you, don't promise me. The beauty of rejoicing is that it's from glory to glory. And that is why Jesus will say to them, you know, disciples, please, you know, don't just rejoice about this because Peter... There's a time that you're going to bind the armies of, of Caesar and they will not be bound. Are you getting what I'm saying? There'll be a time where you're going to command and they will not hear. They will tie you and behead you. If you kept your rejoicing purely 
on the basis of God doing your will. You know, we've said here that the first thing in prayer is that it will be done. So when some people tell you command God and command that, they've not read the Bible. Because even our Lord Jesus Christ said, Father, what? Not my will, but what? Yours be done. So in as much as we are encouraged to express our desires, every child knows that the father loves him more than he loves himself. Okay? So, so, so we, we see this scripture here. And the Lord said to me, say, tell them about the compass. How many of us, the compass as um, an instrument? Do you know why the compass is a reliable instrument for direction? You know why? Because there's, there's the, the pointer or the arrow. The arrow in the compass, no matter where it is, no matter the temperature, no matter the environment, no matter how high, once it's on this earth, will always point to the North Pole. And if you would take your other bearings from that North Pole, you will get to your direction. He said the Christian must always have a mind on eternity with me. That's what Joseph saw. When Potiphar's wife came to Joseph and said, let's do this deal. And then now, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know Joseph said something. Jo- Joseph said, in this house, the master has what? Put everything in my charge, only you. The wife said, that's what I'm talking about. Why, why wait? Take me over as well. Do you understand? But Joseph had the compass of what we are talking about. And the compass pointed, fear God and what? Keep his commandments. And he said, I can't do this. He didn't say against Potiphar. He said, I can't do this against God. Now, the compass led him to prison. The compass did not stop him from going to prison. But in time, uh, the Old Testament gives us eternity strength. So every account that is told us in the Old Testament, we see the completion here on earth. But on this side, from the New Testament, we don't see the conclusion. So you see that as people trusted in God in their times and seasons in the Old Testament, you see God will walk around it. And then that scripture that says, and we know that what all things work together for good. That is, you begin to see it unfold at the end. If Joseph never went to prison, Joseph would never have become prime minister. So, rejoice in the Lord. What are you going through, sir? Rejoice in the Lord. What the, God has blessed me mightily, rejoice in the Lord. I'm waiting, it hasn't happened, rejoice in the Lord. Why? Because he has put this as a necessary requirement to complete the package he has for you and I. If somebody, if somebody really, really wants to honor you and wants to treat you good, a really big man, one of the things he does is want to host you. So you want to host us, Abby? They want to host you. God's reward for you is that he will host you in his home. That's what he wants to do. He wants to host you. Nice people can go out and give beggars things and give people on the road. But to say to the person, come with me. Come to my house. Feel at home. That's what Jesus said. I go to prepare a place. That where I am, you may also be. So he said to me, tell them, heaven. Heaven is a location, yes. Praise the Lord. But more than that, 
He said, heaven is where I live. But even more than that, he said, heaven is a person. Praise the Lord. Am I communicating? He said, heaven is a location, yes. But heaven is where I live. Heaven is my home. Then he says, heaven is a person. Now, in John 14, verse 17, please put it on the screen for us. In John 14, verse 17, our Lord Jesus says something to us. He says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. He said, because he neither sees him nor knows him. He says, but you know him. Where will he be? He says, for he dwells with you and will be what? In you. When the Holy Spirit is in you, child of God, you're in heaven. Christian believers, I beg you. I mean, don't over regret being Nigerians. You know, one of the things, the, the angels, the angel that is receiving prayer in heaven now, the prayer that is trending in heaven is, take me out of Nigeria, take me out of Nigeria. It's understandable. It's understandable. Do you understand? <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's understandable. But, he's saying, if you knew who you were carrying, God will lead you in different areas. But he's saying, heaven has already come and is dwelling with you and is in your heart. God is saying to you and I today that we should rejoice, praise the Lord, that we should celebrate. And this celebration is because we lift up our eyes beyond the disappointments and even the excitements of our time. Because there is no excitement that I have now physically that can last for the next 20 years. There is nothing. There is nothing. Not, not one thing. When we moved into our house here about 16 years ago, we were excited. Now, one of the things my wife disturbs me about is this house is too old. This house is too small. And Uche that moved in with us has left us. Almost everybody that moved in, all of us were shouting, this place is like, oh, you bought this place. They have all left. It's no longer like The best thing that happens to you now physically, 20 years, will mean nothing to you. Even some 10 years. Even some one year. I get what I'm saying. But when heaven is enthroned in your heart, joy, God, grace, joy, joy down in my heart. Joy in my soul. You see, when heaven is there, child of God, with the way this choir was dancing, what was that one you were doing? Eh? Running man. You've challenged me. Next Sunday I will come. Mm. With the way this choir was dancing, it's easy to dance with them. But when you go home, can you dance? When, when you receive that paycheck, when you see that medical report, can you dance? But I want to tell you that there is something that can happen and you can dance without music. Praise the Lord. The, the, the Bible says, do not be drunk with wine. How many of us drank before? If you're still drinking, receive this as an anointing. If you raise your hand now, you stop drinking. How many of us drank before? Nobody here drank. Uh, at least, thank you, Pastor Nick. Why did people drink? People drank to get the party started. 
You understand? Those days, we go to those places and they are starting, people outside getting themselves, whining the engine. Okay? The Bible says, do not wine yourself with wine. Rather what? It says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. It says, in which there is what? There is no dissipation. The joy of the Holy Ghost will get you high and you won't do stupid things. It will get you high. When you're drunk with wine, everything you do, you regret when you're sober. But when you're drunk with the Holy Ghost, you do things that have eternal value. And that happens when, you see, that I'm trying to talk about heaven in someone's heart. So, you can be in this country. I'm talking to Nigerians today. You can be in this country and bring heaven in your heart. And the joy that is deep will be there, welling up to salvation. You become a light. You become a source of joy. You, you, you become an answer. You become a breath of fresh air. Why? Because heaven has come into your heart. You lay hands on the sick. They recover. Why? Because heaven has come into your heart. You may be poor, but you're making many rich. Why? Because heaven has come into your heart. That's what we rejoice about. That's what we're challenged to rejoice. So, so the Lord begins to say, he said, tell them. In Galatians 5.22, you can put it on the screen. When, when, when this, this heaven comes into your heart, it says there is evidence. What is the evidence? It says there is love. We talked about love a few weeks ago. It said there is joy. It said there is peace. One of the things this season has shown us is that many people don't have the peace of God. What does the Bible say of the peace of God? It said the peace of God that what? Passed all understanding. It's, it's in a sense, it's the peace of God that does not need vaccination to feel safe. The peace of God that does not, do you understand? The, 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 when the Holy Spirit is inside of you, there is a peace that the, the environment can't shake it. Praise the Lord. Is there, what else is there? It says there is long suffering, which is what we need in Nigeria now. Kindness. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. It says self-control. All these things, they bear witness that heaven is in our heart. Now, let me help you to see whether heaven is not there. Can you flip back to verse 19 of the same 15? Galatians 5, sorry. It says, the works of the flesh are evident. Which are what? Help me. I can't hear you. Adultery, What? You cannot be in adultery and say heaven is in your heart. Jesus is living in the heart of those going to heaven now. He's not going to come in. And Jesus cannot follow you to adultery. Let no preacher deceive you. Let nobody deceive you. Jesus cannot follow you to fornication. If you're committing fornication, you're living in adultery, heaven is not there. You're, you, there's possibility if you repent. Is someone hearing me? uncleanness, lewdness, continue please. These are the things that should make people worry. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Can you see hatred is in the same list where fornication is? So when I pray with hatred, fire! You see, if you get this thing, it will help you. Heaven is a person and he lives in your heart. Just ordinary me, pastor, if I visit your house, there are some things your children will do. You'll just be smiling 
Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, you're waiting. When pastor goes. Abby, you will show Jimmy Pepe. Isn't it? Uh-huh. But now, Jesus doesn't go. When he lives in your heart, he doesn't go. Anywhere you are, he's with you. If he truly is there, he says, selfish what? Help me. Selfish what? That's what I cry out about every day here. Many of us have turned Christianity to be a tool for pursuing ambition. Listen, I'm one of the most ambitious people you could ever have known before I got born again. I refused university's admission because they were not top ten. It was either uni, I, I managed to attend uni, University of Nigeria in campus. I managed. It was Unilag I wanted to attend because that's where big guys attended. Do you understand? That's how ambitious I was. I left a banking job. I didn't have another job. I resigned from a bank because the bank was not top rated. I'm telling you, my wife will tell you. I didn't have another job. I resumed in the bank. I looked at their profile. New generation bank. I said, this bank is too low for me. I resigned without another job. That's how ambitious I was. So when I tell you what I'm telling you, know that it's the spirit of God changing me. If not for the spirit of God, eh? Hmm. But it says selfish what? Ambitions. What ambition does the Christian have? You just want to make Christ known. The Bible says we do not preach ourselves, but we what? We preach Christ. We preach him. Dissensions, heresies. Now, anyway, to, to make this short story long, we, envies, mothers, we leave all of these things. What am I trying to say, child of God? You and I can genuinely rejoice today. Praise the Lord. We can what? Genuinely begin to rejoice and continue to rejoice and forever rejoice. We can. How does that happen? The secret that we saw with Stephen, he says he was full of the spirit. He saw heaven and he saw Jesus. You see, there are guests that you have, you sit down in the house and say, come in. Am I right? There are guests that come to your house, you get up and go to welcome them. Jesus got up to say, Stephen, I'm waiting for you. When you have that as your future, there's no problem. Let's bow our heads. The doors of heaven are open now. The Spirit of God wants to invade the hearts of people here. The Spirit of God wants to penetrate situations. He wants to bring in a joy. He wants to bring in a stability. The Bible says wisdom and knowledge, shall, wisdom and understanding shall be the stability of your times. The reason many are shaking is because they, they don't know tomorrow. They don't even know. They're afraid. They are fearful. The Bible says fearfulness, terror has caught the sinners in Zion. Why? Because sin attracts fear. Sin attracts death. But there is the blood of Jesus that washes sin away. There is the blood of Jesus that washes guilt away. There is the blood of Jesus that makes all things new. That blood is available here today. And when that blood speaks for you, it doesn't just speak once. The Bible says he ever lives to make intercessions for us. This moment, Jesus is saying, I want you. Will you ask me to come into your heart? You're here today and you want to say, preacher, I want heaven in my heart. I want to pray with you. So that this joy we're talking about, I can have it genuinely and permanently. 
Let peace be my portion. I'm tired of being fearful. Let joy be my own. Let me have love. Let hatred not be found. There is so much bitterness in me. And I can't handle it. But there is a savior. The, the, the songwriter says, your loveliness melting away my bitterness. He, he can come in and take that bitterness. And all of a sudden you see yourself with a well of love. Able to love even the unlovable. He wants to do it quickly because our time is gone. If you're saying that, I want to pray with you. Then you can raise your hand, please. So that I can pray with you anywhere you are. You can raise that hand anywhere you are, please. And say, preacher, I'm the one. I want heaven in my heart. Anywhere you are, raise that hand. Raise the hand so I can see you and pray with you. God bless you. There's someone. Just raise, raise that hand. Just raise it. Raise that hand, please. And as you're raising that hand, tell him Jesus. Remember, he loves you. He loves you. He, he, wants, he wants to save you. Ushers, please. R- raise that hand, please. Anywhere you are. Anywhere you are, please. Place a card in their hand. Can you, have you done that already? There are people raising their hands at the back. Raise that hand. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Have you placed the card in your hands? Okay. Praise God. If you're raising your hand, please. I, I want to pray with you. Can you please rise on your feet? Rise on your feet, please. Come. Come. Come, my dear. Come. Let us pray. Come. God bless you. Come. Anywhere you are, please come. Come. It's a decision you're making. If you're raising your hand, please. If, if, if they don't want to come, it's okay. But if, you, if you're raising that hand and you want Jesus, it's a decision. God bless you, my dear. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm still waiting because I know that he's here. He's here with his Lord. He's here with heaven. He's here to save. He's here to deliver. He's here to transform. He's here to heal. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Come into my family. Somebody's here and you don't like the way things are going. Jesus, come. Come by me. Come by me into this family. I want to pray with you. Please. He's here to save. He's here to deliver. He's here with the power to heal also. You're sick in the body. He's healer. With his stripes, we have been healed. We can take that healing now. Jesus. And somebody saying, preacher, you talked about fornication and adultery. I've tried my best. He's here with the power to break the hold and the power of sin. Father, I want to thank you for these precious ones that have responded to your voice. Your word says there's joy also in heaven over one that turns and comes home to you. These ones have come. Lord, behold your precious children. Write their names in your book of life. Preserve them unto eternity. Let heaven be planted in their hearts and use these ones, little, young, mightily for your kingdom, even in this nation at this time. We give you praise and glory. Blessed be your name, Father. 
In Jesus Christ's name we pray. God bless you. Okay, you can go with this pastor. The rest of us, can we rise on our feet, please? Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Can you please put, put uh, um, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 for us? God loves us, people of God. And there are some of us who are here. And as we begin to dance and rejoice, you may look at your neighbor and say, I don't blame him. Why shouldn't he dance? Why shouldn't he shout? Why shouldn't he be glad? For so and so has happened for him or her. But this morning I want to tell you, brethren, God will make all things beautiful in your life. That's what he will do. He will make it beautiful, but you have to give him eternity. The scripture says he has made what? Everything beautiful in his time. He has made it beautiful, but you have to give him eternity. So I want to beg you, add eternity to your situation and dance. Let's put our hands together. Let's celebrate the Lord for the plans he has for us. Let's celebrate the Lord. We can do better. Let's celebrate the Lord. Listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www. The Father's Church Online.org. God bless you.